Hello, I'm Joshua Vickery. And I'm Mary Thompson Hunt. Welcome to From the Heart. Central Florida is widely known for its tourist spots and attractions, but many people don't know about its thriving arts community. On this show, we are excited to introduce to you talented and passionate artists who share our arts community. How do they create and why? And how can Central Florida benefit from an even greater arts presence? On each episode, we'll introduce you to guests who are influential leaders and artists who are truly making a difference. From the Heart. Hi, Mary. Hi, Joshua. We're back. We are back. It is so good to be in the studio with you. I had to do a show without you a couple weeks ago. It was very sad. Rob did a fantastic job. but Did he wear the curly wig? Yeah, he did. He wore the curly wig and the shimmery top. It was wonderful. I loved every second. Oh, I'm glad you two were together. How was your your week going? It was fantastic. Uh, My good friend Vicki Genfan, uh, those of you out there in your computer, you could Google search her now, Vicki Genfan, she's a guitarist, came down to play at uh, Blue Bamboo. Oh, nice. And I just want to give a shout out to Chris and Melody Mm. Cortez of Blue Bamboo. What a great establishment they have. Google search that, everyone, Blue Bamboo here in Orlando, and go support them because uh, they've created a venue where every night of the week there's a different, usually musical artist, but not exclusively, that performs there, and they get supported, and visual artists are up. In fact, Jason has a few drawings up right now. Um, but I think it's one of our hidden treasures here in Orlando. Agreed. Chris is awesome. We had him on the show and mm-hmm. talked to him about the story. And boy, it just happened so quick. Yes. He's a guy that makes things happen. Yes. You know, they had talked about the idea of it. They got the space. And within a few months, they were up and running. And now every, literally almost every night, there's a different jazz group or, you know, uh, or singers. And or, they also have poetry. They have some improvisation going on. So they're open to all kinds of things. If you go to their website, see what night excites you i think it's like ten dollars yeah it's less than a movie and they give free popcorn yes free popcorn <laughs> and mean, now that's on. really less than a movie i mean come on that's perfect <laughs> yeah that's true <laughs> the movie's 10 the popcorn's 15 there you go yes. perfect so yeah i i uh just got back from puerto rico which was a, it's a wonderful trip beautiful beautiful island now tell everyone why you went well our orchestra uh, did a concert called fiesta back in uh november and it was a, a concert um all honoring the music of um, Hispanic culture and, and, and artistry. And so we did songs from Venezuela and from Mexico and from Puerto Rico. And uh, the Puerto Rican Symphony actually sent us music so we could play from their library. And we raised money. Uh, we just took cash donations at the door um, to be able to give to um, hurricane uh, efforts through Maria. And so we, we raised a lot of money, thousands of dollars. And uh, so we wanted to be able to give the uh, money to an organization that had lost, you know, everything or lost things through through the hurricane. And so Luis Martinez, who's the director of multicultural affairs for the city of Orlando, went down with me. Mm. He's from Puerto Rico, has family there. And yeah. so we actually met with multiple art leaders and arts organizations and had conversations about rebuilding. And then we um, gave the check to the San Juan Drama Company, which is an incredible organization that has over 100 teenagers uh, in, in the program, most of them from under-supported, uh, underserved areas, uh, projects, that kind of thing, and um, but doing amazing, amazing work. So it was so cool to be in their rehearsals and meet the kids and then be able to give them the money to oh, help them produce their next year of shows. Uh, so it was very, very cool. But Puerto Rico is a beautiful island. It's wonderful. and so happy that so many of our friends are, are here from there. How's their recovery coming along? You know, it's coming. Uh, it, there's still a lot left to do. Uh, the biggest thing was, of course, the electricity and water and gas. I mean, in the middle of the island, I went there. There's still places that don't have traffic lights and things like that. Mm. But, 
you know, different from here, their structures are all made of concrete. Oh, wow. So because it's so hot there in the summer, everything's made of concrete. And then every room has its own air conditioning unit and it's made of concrete so they can keep that air in that yes, room and yes. cool the places down. Well, because of that, they really didn't lose structures. Beautiful. Um, you know, if and in talking to them, you know, they sustained 180, 185 miles an hour winds. Unbelievable. Sustained. Um, and and um, so that coming through our area, we, we wouldn't have much left, honestly. So it was really a blessing in disguise that of their structure. So they are definitely in a rebuilding, but boy, the people of Puerto Rico are resilient and proud and happy and um, really in an incredible journey. It was great. Did you get to meet their mayor by any chance? I did not get to meet their mayor. No. She sounds fierce. I yeah, like her. she is. She seems incredible, uh-huh. but yeah, no, I didn't get to go. We went to Teatro Tapia, which is the, the one of the theaters there in San Juan. It's mm-hmm. the oldest theater in the Western hemisphere, been built in 1822 and it's been through six remodels. Uh, but it's think of our Kennedy Center in a like in in a miniature model because they have like a governor's box and the mm. box for the mayor and all that. Um, but this beautiful 640 seat theater, I mean, it's gorgeous and it costs three hundred dollars a day to rent. Wow, wow! <laughs> I know it's like oh, it's beautiful. Wish we had that here. <laughs> yeah. right. That's what we need here. Yeah. Well, one so, last question for you: Is yeah. there anything that we? They, I'm sure they still need a lot of things, but that listeners might be able to do if they want to contribute. Yeah, I mean, uh, definitely you can go onto the City of Orlando's website and they still have links there right. uh, for relief efforts of Puerto Rico that are really kind of deemed uh, safe mm-hmm. by our city to help uh, to help out. So that's definitely probably the way to keep doing that. Fantastic. I want to mention too, I went last night um, to our friends of the Orlando Philharmonic. You know, they have these smaller concerts Sometimes throughout the week, mm-hmm. have you been to the, mm-hmm. the women, women in song? Sure. Is that what it is? A few of them, yeah. Yeah, I went to the one last night, and it was just fabulous. Ah. Heather Massey was this folk meets jazz meets indie singer, and then they had the string quartet with Eric playing, and it was really, mm. really fantastic. So go check out Orlando Philharmonics website and 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 look at all the little smaller series you know, that they have. Yeah. Series that they have. Mm-hmm. It's really, really fantastic. And then the last thing I want to mention before we jump into our guest is. So um, we are really being diligent right now, listeners, about arts advocacy in our state. Uh, we The budget was released uh, for state funding for arts and culture, uh, and it was pretty apathetic, to be honest. Tell us those numbers again. You're- yeah, so for our arts and culture, uh, cultural museum grants, uh, for 489 organizations, the state budgeted a little over $2 million dollars. That's six point three percent of the of what we actually need to fund those grants. Now these are grants that have already been vetted, approved, gone through a panel, and, and we're ready to be funded. Uh, so these weren't just random ask. Uh, on top of that, though, three very long-standing cultural grant programs: cultural facilities, um, cultural um, special projects, which do a lot in diversity and cultural endowment, were completely eliminated. Uh, not zero funded, but eliminated. Uh, so when we talk about like the NEA being in danger, we go, oh, that will never happen. Well, something like that just happened in our state. And now we are the 48th lowest funded state in our country for arts and culture. My goodness. Yeah. You, you so, said something the last time. It, did it go something like we were allotted 50 million and went to 8 million? Yeah. So last year it was 54 down to almost 9 million. So it, it dropped drastically. But last year, those other three grant programs were funded uh, in the millions. And so um, not only did we receive 
you know, so you're talking about some of our cultural institutions who are used to, you know, $150,000, $200,000 of operational support, not program support, but right. lights and staff sure. are going to be getting, you know, of six or $7,000. So you're talking some, you know, really having to look at ways to get around that. And so listeners, please go out and support our local arts community and our shows and, and give an extra dollar or two when you go and see it to support it because we're going to need our community and our donors and our corporate support to step up and fill that gap of where, unfortunately, our state has let us down a little yeah, bit. That's our spirit and our soul out there. So I'm with you. Every dollar counts. Don't think a dollar extra is too little. It's not. Mm-hmm. Oh, absolutely. So we have a wonderful organization on the show today. Speaking of going out and supporting our arts community, um, and uh, I noticed, I didn't mean to do this, but I just noticed I talked about our orchestra, the Philharmonic, and now we have another wonderful orchestra, Woo-hoo! band, band on our show today. So today we're going to be talking to the leadership of the Central Florida Sounds of Freedom Band and Color Guard, which is uh, super important. So we have Chris Green, who's the artistic director, and Joe Kennedy, who is president of the board, but also a clarinet player in the orchestra. So welcome, guys. Welcome. Thanks. Thanks. So so glad you're here. So, uh, Joe, tell <laughs> us a little bit about Central Florida Sounds of Freedom. How did you guys get started, and what are you up to? Sure. Central Florida Sounds of Freedom Band and Color Guard actually got started in 2011. Uh, so our founder, Juan Canassi, actually had uh, gone to a Pride in San Francisco. It was his first Pride event back in the early 90s. And he saw a marching band uh, go down the street, and he was so inspired by that. Uh, music and band was so important to him in college, and he wanted to come back and, and start a band that was focused on awareness and inclusion and getting the message out about uh, equality for the LGBTQ plus community. So he came back, and he worked feverishly trying to start it up, but this was before social media in the early wow. 90s. Mm. Um, so he, he, he tabled it, and uh, he came back, uh, and in 2011 reached out and found an organization called the Lesbian Gay Band Association. Mm. And he learned that um, the band that he had saw in San Francisco was part of the Lesbian Gay Band Association. And in fact, a little um, trivia, uh, uh, have you ever gone and watched Milk? The movie Milk with Sean Penn. No, I haven't. Uh, so have Har- you, Mary? I have not. Oh, I yeah. haven't. No. And I, I, it's on my list. <laughs> <laughs> well, Harvey Harvey Milk was one of the first openly gay yes. um, elected officials. He was a commissioner in, in San Francisco. And during a number of the, the marches that he led in San Francisco, um, the uh, San Francisco band um, played along during those uh, those marches, oh, wow. and you can actually see in the movie where they've depicted the band in the background as it goes through um, the, the the streets. So um, it's been an important part of the LGBTQ plus movement in in our country. And so Juan was able to establish uh, the uh, uh, incorporation and nonprofit status of mm-hmm. our organization and uh, linked us to the Lesbian Gay Band Association as well as the uh, Association of Concert Bands, um, which is a number, another, another group that we're involved with. And his whole concept was to link the Central Florida area to a single arts organization focused on this mission of inclusion. Mm-hmm. So um, we've been around since uh, 2011, and it's been a really exciting journey. Um, We've grown tremendously in the last couple of years. We've been able to bring on a um, 
small um, artistic staff, which is a small <laughs> as of in one. Mr. one currently, yes. Green. As Chris uh, adjusts his cape in the yeah. back, his <laughs> superhero cape. Yes. But, you know, um, uh, you know, our mission is all about uh, music, pride, and visibility and getting the word out about inclusion. And um, Well, Joe, for the record, let me read your mission statement. Okay, sure. Our mission. Our mission is to promote LGBTQ and awareness, acceptance, and equality in a positive way through quality entertainment and fellowship. Our diverse membership unites with common goals to serve and educate through the performing arts. Mm, nice. Exactly. Well done. I yeah, love that. That's great. And so when you talk about equality and you talk about inclusion, why is that so important? You know, why why is why cannot uh, people from the LGBTQ community go and join another orchestra? Why is it important that you think that you have this in our in our community? Almost certainly they they can. Uh, in fact, um, actually, I think we share some members between yeah, the Central Florida yeah. Community <laughs> Arts <laughs> and Central Florida Sounds of Freedom. Um, I think it is more about coming together in, in fellowship mm-hmm. to understand that um, we've accomplished a lot, but there's still a long ways to go. Mm-hmm. And it's being able to stand up and be your true authentic self. And um, you know, for some individuals, it depends on where you are in, in, in your life. Um, sometimes it's, it's not as easy to be your true authentic self. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the expression of music is, is a part of that. And to have both uh, 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 who you are from a sexuality perspective come together with who you are as a musician, it's powerful. And I think it sends a powerful message to, to our community. Um, and um, I think we were mentioning this prior to the show, I see music and the performing arts um, and the visual arts as something that links us all together and that we can all identify with. And I mm-hmm. think... That's a unifying factor. It's something that brings us all together for sure. Yes. So what does what instrument does Juan play? He plays tuba or tuba. sousaphone if he's marching. Yeah. The really heavy instrument, wow, right? Wow, I'm yeah. impressed. <laughs> yes. I play piccolo, so I'm impressed. <laughs> Piccolo's when I marched. You played piccolo? Play piccolo and then fife, but my major instrument was flute, yeah. flute but of course. Same See, you guys have lots to talk about now. Oh, yes, we have uh, food openings. Always food openings. Always recruiting. And we didn't we didn't mention this yet, but Juan is my husband. Actually, nice. I met in band, so uh, this this group is more than than uh, just a, uh, um, a a mission focused location. It's also a place where. Um, people can come together and and interact within the community and, and so. find Family. connections. And exactly. Find find your your find your, your future love. mate. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Oh well, we have to find out who our sponsors are right now. We'll be right back very shortly. Um, I'm Mary Thompson Hunt here with Joshua Vickery on From the Heart. Hello, listeners. I'm Mary Thompson Hunt. Welcome back to From the Heart. I'm here with co-host Joshua Vickery, and today we are so excited that we are speaking to Joe Kennedy 
And we are also speaking with uh, Chris Green. Chris Green is the artistic director. Joe Kennedy is our president of the board of Central Florida Sounds of Freedom Band and Color Guard. We're learning all about them today. So, Chris, we started speaking with you just a little while ago, and I wanted to ask you a little bit about your position and what do you do as artistic director? Well, in my position, I, I work with the, the board and volunteers and community of the band of what music we should play, where we should play, who we should partner with, what we should do. Basically, everything that you hear on the performance side from the organization, uh, I'm kind of in charge of to make sure that we are, are putting out a quality product in as many different venues as we can. Mm. So you also get to serve as the conductor, right? So, yes. And how did you get into conducting? <laughs> well, I was one of those kids that didn't quite fit in anywhere, and then the band opened up, and I fit in perfectly. Uh, I got my degree in music composition, and at the time, uh, Mr. Holland's Opus was a famous movie. Nice, yeah. Of the con- composer who never wanted to teach. And then everyone in college called me Holland because I was never going to teach. And then um, a couple years later, I started teaching. (laughs) (laughs) What instruments did you play when you learned any? Well, trumpet's my main instrument, but uh, being a band director, you have to learn a little bit of everything. So I'm functional most things except for flute, so Mm -hmm. I may need some lessons. (laughs) (laughs) So do you still teach? I Actually, I just retired. Well, not technically retired. I left um, Texas about a year and a half ago. I was a band director there. I won a $100,000 grant for my school band program. Wow. I won seven of the grants, Teacher of the Year, twice in a row for the county. And I said, you know, this is a good time to leave the classroom. Yeah. And sunny Florida was calling me. <laughs> and, uh, what part so, of Texas were you in? I was in Dallas. Okay, yeah. Well, Chris, Big that city. Says a lot, and they support the arts really mm-hmm. well yes, over there. Yes, they do. They do. But that says a lot about you that you would be Teacher of the Year and, and <laughs> so acknowledged for your work. What's What do you accredit that to? What do you pay mo- most attention to as a teacher? Well, my, my grandfather was an incredible teacher, and my grandmother was an incredible teacher. And uh, for me, it was all about the personal connections. I was like, it didn't matter how many students came in and how busy you were. Every student that came in, you wanted that personal attention. Mm-hmm. As a band director, you're seeing that student for anywhere from four to seven years, not just a semester or a year. So I actually watched those kids grow up into real adults. And uh, through the music program and everything that you do with discipline and, and performing and, and reaching into who you are, discovering who you are, that connected very well with me. Mm. And so I always enjoyed that and always found time for those those connections. And I, I think this really made it successful for me because it wasn't just about the performance. Have some of your students become professional musicians? Yes. <laughs> that must make you proud. It's, it's amazing. It, it's also quite expensive to go to all their concerts and things, but <laughs> it's well worth it. I, I love those little selfies at the end, and you can look back at, I knew you when you were 10 and, and couldn't play an eighth note, but now you're doing something amazing. It's just it's, it's incredible. So, Chris, how did how is what you've done in the classroom and all your success? How has that translated now to being the artistic director at, at the uh, Central Florida Sounds of Freedom? Well, I don't have to deal with principals anymore. So <laughs> that's a plus. And all the all the administration side, but uh, it, it's very neat because being a, a community ensemble of such a diverse background, we have people who learn an instrument to be a part of the band. Wow sitting beside someone who has a master's degree in performance. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, you don't see that in very many community ensembles, and it's hard for people to fit into those kind of groups. Mm-hmm. But with our group, it's just such a warm and welcoming atmosphere that it's it just attracts such a wide, diverse amount of people, and it, it's really cool. Mm-hmm. So now I'm developing a different kind of relationship because I'm not you know, a father figure or a mentor. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm, I'm the same age, or I'm, I'm younger, I'm older than. You know, it's, just, it's a different kind of connection, but it's the same thing. You know, music brings out so much of your soul and inner personality that having someone at the top that just is able to direct and get everyone on the same page, that's an amazing place to be. I mm. love being in that position. I'm curious about the marching part. Uh-huh. For some people, I imagine that's a challenge. Maybe if they grew up and didn't march. Yes. Uh, 
and playing at the same time. Or if you have a hard time putting one foot in front of the other like I do sometimes. <laughs> so who, who is in charge of that? Well, I am too. But okay. Yeah, we, we do have some members that choose not to march or some that look at us marching and go, you guys are wizards. I don't know how you're doing that. <laughs> and others that just thrive on it. They've been involved in drum corps or, or marching band or winter guard over the years. And they're looking for that as their, their avenue. Uh-huh. We have members who prefer concert, members who prefer marching, members who want to do color guard and maybe a little color guard and some playing some winds or percussion. So um, it's always a challenge as it is with any kind of group. And, you know, sometimes our bodies kind of tell us that we can't do things we want to do, but um, we work very hard to make sure everyone is very comfortable, can perform at the best of their ability and they find some place to fit in. Have you fit in any unusual instruments into your marching band? Not to the marching band yet. I'll tell you why I asked not long okay. ago, about two weeks ago at Disney, we had a high school band mm-hmm. and the very last person going was an electric guitar player student mm-hmm. marching in time with, mm-hmm. with the chaperone pushing his amp. Oh, yeah. And it <gasps> almost made me cry that they found a place for this boy. I love it's that. Like, I play electric guitar. We'll make it work. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you, my, my first year teaching, I walked into it, there was 12 kids in the band room. And my best musician was a bass guitarist. And I didn't have most of every instrument, but that kid could play. He's a professional musician now and mm. still doing amazing things. But that taught me right off the bat, you ne- never count somebody out. Yeah. You never know you might need that. And uh, we have we have a violinist that came to the band. Well, we, we're not an orchestra. We don't have an opportunity for that. But we found several times for her to play as a soloist. Uh, very effectively, last year at our spring concert, we did a, uh, a piece, Schindler's List. Wow. And we did a, a whole visual interpretation on, on the the uh, stage while she played that. It was really moving and powerful. And then the rest of the time, she plays in the drum section because that's the most appropriate place, even though she can't play her main instrument all the time. But you know, we, she's a cherished member of the organization. She when sure you, loves her bass drum. She does. <laughs> <laughs> it's an outlet. <laughs> most string your players indoor, probably. <laughs> your indoor concerts, where do they, Where do you have a specific place that most of them are held? Well, most of them have been held at the Orlando Repertory, Repertory Theater, which has been a wonderful host for us. Uh, we've also done an outdoor concert recently at Lake Eola. Uh, we grew a lot in this past year's organization. We said, you know what, it's time to reach out and, and, and help another organization that you know, needs funding like we all do, as you mentioned earlier. And so we did a benefit concert for the uh, Orlando Youth Alliance. And it was a little scary because we did it was a free concert. It's outdoors. Like, how are we going to raise money for this organization? But as Joe will tell you, we raised over $1,100 and a one-hour concert, and it, it was just amazing to, to see that physical check and know that we were able to raise that much money at a free concert. So that's, Did people just write checks while they were there? They did, and we had VIP seating with just up front, close, personal, $15 a ticket, and then we had enough people who, who did that, did a 50-50, and, and uh, just donated at the event. That's wonderful. How many musicians are in the band? I think we're at about... 50 members, mm-hmm. right? And so we, we have smaller ensembles at times, but as a whole, I think um, we're right around 50 members currently. So for all these instrumentalists mm-hmm. listening out there, what's your biggest need? Like what where what's the <laughs> section you're like, I really wish A would show up to rehearsal today? Well, I'm a brass player and our brass mm-hmm. play, our section is getting bigger and bigger. So I should always say brass, but <laughs> honestly, uh, any instrument we always need, but woodwinds especially. Mm-hmm. It seems a lot of people put those in the closet and kind of forget about them forever. Like, oh, it's been so long, I'll never play it again. Like, yes, you can. We can get you there. There's a whole 12-step support program. <laughs> <laughs> but we would love more woodwinds, especially saxophones Saxon. for some reason. Uh, yeah, saxophones, sure. okay. So, Joe, you're a woodwind player, right? I you're am. a clarinet <laughs> player. Yes. Uh-huh. And when did you start? Well, I, I started back in uh, 2013, and I had um, – 
just come out of a relationship and was trying to get more integrated back into the community, trying to find something that was meaningful and also meet people. And um, I had tried a couple of different music organizations, but they were out of my league. I hadn't played in 20 years. Mm-hmm. 20 yeah, years. Yeah, I huh? was a music minor, and um, I thought I could pick it right back up. But it, it takes a little bit of time, which is okay, it, but it does take a little bit of time to get your chops back. So a friend of me, a fr- friend of mine said, you've really got to come see this band. you got to come and, and play. And I said, yeah, sure. <laughs> I didn't show up for the first rehearsal, but they were very persistent. And uh, so I came for the second rehearsal. And... Um, the group of people were just great. They welcomed me in. There's all levels, right? Mm-hmm. So we have some uh, folks that play at a professional level and some folks that have actually learned their instrument in, in our band. Wow, that's really And, um, you know, uh, and one of the first people I met was our founder, Juan um, Canassi, and I'm happy to say that uh, uh, I married the man <laughs> in 2016. And so... You know, um, it's just a great organization. We've got a great message. And um, yeah, so I, I've been playing clarinet ever since. And I took over as president uh, about two and a half years ago. Mm. So what is it like, you know, to, to play clarinet, be a music minor, have that as like almost an extension of part of you for a while, and then to leave it for 20 years and come back to it? Do you yeah. Do you feel like you really were missing music in your life for those years or... I didn't know how much, mm. frankly. I think that we all get focused in on career and family and, and other things. And, you know, we put that uh, on the shelf um, thinking, you know, I'll, I'll come back to it someday. And I think that it's a godsend that I did get connected back because it's become such an important part of my life. And it's, it's like a next stage, really. Mm. And, um, you know, I, I, I look forward to our Tuesday rehearsals. Oh, by the way, Tuesday rehearsals, 7 and 9 p.m. <laughs> there you go. And where are the rehearsals at? They're at Reeves United Methodist Church oh, nice. um, in, in Orlando. And it's become a, a great, great location for us. But um, that it, it, it's been it's been great. Um, and, uh, you know, uh, uh, I think we're, we're becoming a bit more of a voice in the community and um, trying to drive. Um, positive change in the community. So, um, and helping out. Uh, I think our, our concert this past Saturday was, it, it was just heartwarming that we could, we could finally be in a place where we could give back. And what would you say to those listening who were like thinking about it, but still a little bit nervous about pulling out that old instrument, like Mary and her flute? Like, I gave oh, mine away. Yeah. Did I tell you that? Oh, yeah, yeah, you did I tell gave me it to that. A child. Oh, and I'm glad goodness. I did, but now I'm thinking we're going to get one. I'm sure <laughs> we can find you a flute, Mary. Um, but what would you say to somebody to encourage them to, Come on out and try it again. Just come and visit. You don't have to bring your instrument. Come and listen to mm-hmm. us rehearse. I mean, we just had um, a new uh, person to come and, and check us out. And yeah, a bassoon. She's like, well, my bassoon's home with my parents. Uh, it's shipped in this week. I said, just come check it out. Come hang out. And I'll tell you, you don't find a lot of bassoon players. So I was beating <laughs> people off. True. I was like... They found out she played bassoon. They were all over. I'm like, do not scare her off. Be nice. (laughs) That's awesome. So, Chris, you mentioned this. Tell us, though, remind us, what's the difference between the band and an orchestra? You said we're not an orchestra. What's the difference between the two? So we have all the woodwinds, all the brass, and all the percussion. We just don't have stringed instruments. Okay. Now, we do have a need sometime for a guitar or a bass guitar or maybe a harp soloist or something, but... Our core group is uh, woodwinds, brass, percussion, and then obviously color guard, which we use both in the concert stage and in marching. And tell us about the color guard. Um, This is something I've always been kind of interested in. What is the relationship for the color guard to the band, Mm -hmm. especially in a marching kind of situation? And do they come to all your rehearsals? 
Well, they have a, a different kind of rehearsal schedule, especially this time of year with uh, Winter Garden International being such a heavy, heavy time commitment. So a lot of our members have in, involvement in other organizations. But when it comes to any of our marching events, uh, we practice together different pieces that we can perform on the move. Uh, there's also pieces we play at standstill because it's not always appropriate to sit down and bring out chairs and stands. And so we, we're a little bit mobile. And the color guard will come and perform uh, pieces with us there, which just adds an extra little pageantry to it. Where do you go to practice your marching? Do you go down the streets of Orlando or do you go to the park? Usually in circles in the parking lot. In the parking lot? Mm-hmm. <laughs> now, if anyone That's has a, good a big question, space. Though. You should, is there any way you can, like, march down sidewalks so people can go, who are they and what are they doing? And that's probably a little bit over the top, right? We could. Something like that. <laughs> the uh, sidewalks are too skinny. They're too skinny. skinny. <laughs> That'd be a long, you'd be like two <laughs> Just, by two yes. all the way down, right? That wouldn't work. <laughs> so what, uh, so Chris, you, and actually Joe, you had said to me that, that Chris has really brought something special since he's been, you know, the band's always been great, but over yeah. the last, under his tenure, you've seen it really started to artistically Absolutely. improve. What, um, brag on him for a minute. What? A, yeah, what, I will. You know, so we went um, through a search for an artistic director. We were fortunate enough to th- now have funds that we could actually hire someone. And um, before we went out looking, we determined what was going, we, we, we discovered what traits we felt we're going to make this individual successful. Mm-hmm. And um, we thought that really someone that could balance music with our mission, with our membership, those are the three components, music, membership, and mission. Mm-hmm. And um, so, you know, we went out and we auditioned and interviewed and went through an entire process. And then when Chris joined, he just fit right in. And not only did he, not only has Chris fit in, he has guided us from an organizational perspective. He has brought us to another level when it comes to music. Mm. And he makes rehearsals fun and rewarding. And we're, we're so lucky to have him. That's us. awesome. I tell you, I went to their concert at, in Christmas, uh, Mary. And was it the Sugar Plum? Or <laughs> you came out in a, to whole start the whole concert. He's, you know, he's a conductor. He comes out in a tutu oh, and a, conducts with a wand. And it was so awesome. awesome. <laughs> it was so entertaining and fun. Aww. And it immediately um, kind of magnetized the audience to you as mm-hmm. a conductor. It's like, hey, this guy's awesome, right? Like, <laughs> Did your it, musicians know you were going to come out in a tutu? Some did. <laughs> At first, we were all going to do tutus. I'm like, no, no. I said, okay, fine. I'll be the Sugar Plum Fairy. I'll take one for the team. That's awesome. Well, we, not to just leave it on tutus, but let's do, let's do so. We're going to come right back and keep talking to Joe and to Chris with the Central Florida Sounds of Freedom Band and Color Guard. We want to hear what's coming up next, and we also want to make sure you get their website and ways to buy tickets to their upcoming concerts. Join us back here on From the Heart, Magic 107.7 FM. Hello, listeners, and welcome back to From the Heart here on Magic 107.7 FM. I am Mary Thompson Hunt, co-hosting with Joshua Vickery, and today we are so excited that we have from Central Florida Sounds of Freedom Band and Color Guard, their president of the board, Joe Kennedy, and artistic director, Chris Green. Welcome back, every both of you. <laughs> so, Chris, we were talking just a little while ago, and 
Uh, we wanted to ask you a little bit about uh, what's coming up this season. How can people come out and see what next? Uh, it's, it's so exciting. We just finished a concert last weekend, as we mentioned. Our next concert at the Orlando Rep on June 17th at 3 p.m. is called Postcards from Home. Now, our entire season has been about connections, the connections with the world around you, the community, your family, um, our Christmas concert, uh, if not now, when, this last one, Our Wonderful World. And with Postcards from Home, it's all about when you grow up and you go and expand in the, in the world, you you make connections with everything that's out there and other cultures and you visit places. And you, you decide who you're going to be as an adult, who you're going to be as a person. And then at some point, you reach back to home and, and reconnect yourself to you know, where you came from or who you were or your family or things like that. So we're dealing with that with the postcards from home. That'll be the, the close of our season. But then we have one big performance after that at the Camping World Stadium. Oh. We got involved last year with the Drum Corps International Sound Sport Division. We're the first LGBA band in the country to do so. And so we're performing July 8th during that, that show. Um, and that'll be in front of eight to 10,000 people. So wow. you talk wow. about mission and, and invisibility. Uh, a lot of people who've never heard of us watched us perform last year. And we're, we're trying to do more things like that. We partnered with uh, Impact Drum and Bugle Corps that are based in the Orlando area, some joint performances. We're looking at other arts groups and, and trying to see, you know, what can we do to let everyone know that we're all out here, we all exist, and that all our missions are important. There mm, you go. I love when that. When you talk about postcards from the um, postcards from, from home, home mm-hmm. and going back to those days, what are a few songs that fit that theme that you're thinking of putting in? I'm kind of curious <laughs> to know how your mind works. Well, we're doing like a, Aaron Copeland's Down a Country Lane. Uh, we're doing a piece by John Mackey called Foundry. And the Foundry is really neat because it's all about found percussion. It takes different pieces of equipment you just kind of have around the house mm-hmm. and incorporates them into the percussion section. Well, if you think about a journey that you're on, especially when you're growing up, you find out things about yourself and you pit those pieces together to figure out who you're going to be next. Mm. So for me, that was part of the, part of the journey there. Uh, we played a really cool piece the other night called uh, the Star Wars Disco Bedley. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> if you ever heard that, that original piece on album, I love it. It's, it's incredible. But just <laughs> exploring everything. I mean, because sure. that's what we do when we grow up. We just want to Figure out who we are. And I imagine you have different generations there, too. So oh, completely. When different people were 15, different types of music. Oh, were. yeah. Nostalgia is always important. And I think our youngest members are in their early 20s, and we have members in their 60s. So wow. we're trying to have something for everyone to be connected to. That's great. Mm-hmm. So do the members have any um, kind of opinions or say in picking music <laughs> or well, g- give you their thoughts? Well, we have. Everyone's always welcome to give their thoughts. And as adults, we always have an opinion. Of course. But we've committed. Uh, we've set up several committees. So we have a music selection committee. So I always say, hey, guys, here's the 45 pieces I'm looking at. And we start talking. And there's some great ideas have come out of that. And then we have a concert experience committee that helps add in uh, visual media. Uh, we have an art contest that we do with every one of our concerts, ways to incorporate the color guard, pageantry. Because, you know, you can go anywhere and see a, a concert band performance once a month with all the high schools and community groups. We want you to walk away from our concerts as an experience. Mm-hmm. You know, we want to say, okay, that really felt something to me. And if, if art speaks to you, then it's art. And you know, it's going to speak to you differently than it's going to speak to somebody else. But we want you to have all the emotions and, and connections to our concerts. Lovely. Do you ever have any guests, guest artists come in and talk about, a, for, for instance, marching bands, like maybe from the parks? There are bands that march through Universal and Disney or from community areas that come in and just guest artists for a night? We do have a, a lot of connections with that, and we're actually doing a piece um, at this concert it's featuring one of our trumpet players who has a master's in performance. 
uh, trying to get to the point that we can start having guest artists come in. So we're talking about the growth of the organization. We're trying different things. Mm-hmm. We want to get in and be able to do a concerto and, and be able to perform longer works and, and, and just move up in the difficulty. So we're, we're doing a lot of things like that to help push us on to that next level. Nice. What's your favorite kind of music for a band? I mean, when I saw the Christmas concert, it was so diverse. I mean, you guys started out with like, was it Boomwhackers or like what was that? It was whole? called And Good Night First, which is a, a Brahms lullaby arrangement, yeah. and then it went into uh, the Nutcracker on Boomwhackers. But it was, yeah, it was, it was yeah. all, and it was everybody came out, and not everybody, but a lot of them came out and played these all these songs with these big Boomwhackers, like I'm so all sorry. different I'm colors. I'm not sure if I remember what Boomwhackers are. It's like a tube, big colored tube that they use. A lot of elementary schools use it to teach a little bit about pitch and rhythm. Oh, yeah. yeah, you can hit each other, which you shouldn't, but you can hit each other. <laughs> or a, a big contraption we created for yeah. it. Yeah. I bet that visually was fun to see. It was so cool. And so they would go from that into these, you know, m- more like big stirring classical mm-hmm. movements into into fun things. And then they would clear it out. And, the, and then the dance team did some numbers. And then it was such a fun concert. <laughs> like, you know, a lot of times when you go and see something, everything fits into one little box. Right. It's a certain style or a certain yeah. genre or certain, you know. But not their concert. It is wow. just fun and all over the place. And, and honestly, I was sitting there going, okay, what are they going to do next? Like, that's really what <laughs> awesome. I felt. Wow. That's, yeah, that's really what I felt. That's a so, great commercial. I mean, I, I, you've made me now even more want to go. And I've wanted to go since the first segment. So, Well, isn't that like, you know, it, when you go see a show or concert, you want to be expectant, right? You want to be like, what's, what's going to happen next? And what am I going to experience? Yes. And I think, you know, unfortunately, it's the only one I've seen. I'm going to see more. But mm-hmm. just from that one concert. Right. I definitely can tell that's the way you're thinking awesome. as an artistic director, mm. and that's how you're trying to program creatively. So you're, you're t- you know, for um, Central Florida Sounds of Freedom band and Color Guard, mm-hmm. of course, inclusion is important to you. Acceptance is important to you. Connections are important to you. What else are you trying to accomplish, Joe, in the community besides, I mean, I mean of course, a great musical experience. I mean, there's all those, but is there anything even bigger than that that you're trying to have Central Florida Sounds of Freedom be different and be unique in our community? Well, I think particularly coming off of the the Pulse tragedy, um, I think that <clears throat> we want to support the broader community in these times of tragedy. And um, that one certainly focused in on the, the Latin community and mm-hmm. the LGBT uh, community, um, but it impacted everyone. And so... Uh, Bigger than that, we want to be a source of comfort for the broader community. We want to be able to be viewed as an organization that will be there to support and comfort through music and the arts. Um, so we, we've worked very hard. I've, I've told my board that um, um, I, I shouldn't be focused on the administration of the band. I should be focused on building the community ties. Mm-hmm. Um, we are a member of the One Orlando Alliance, mm-hmm. and we're very proud of that. And um, um, we're working hard to to help them move forward. And One Orlando Alliance grew up, up out of mm-hmm. uh, out of the the Pulse tragedy. Um, and uh, you know, and that was very impactful for us. We had our fifth anniversary um, concert um, planned for that that day, uh, June twelfth, and we went forward with it after you know, checking to make sure all of our members were okay and um, making sure that we could make some security arrangements. But um, um, we ended up being a place uh, that people could go um, for fellowship during a very, very difficult time. So um, that's what 
I mm. see us providing the community. That mission mm. just became clear to you. Mm-hmm. Yes. Didn't it? Yeah. Yes. Well, and what a very clear signal to you from you know, wherever it might have come from, but <laughs> that on a day where our community was definitely, you know, mourning and in shock, mm-hmm. you just happened to have your concert planned mm-hmm. for that afternoon. Mm-hmm. And you said it was the largest attendance you ever had because mm-hmm. people were looking for a place to connect. I think that's I really beautiful. Chills. Yeah, I think that's really beautiful. Yeah. And what a what a kind of a charge or a mission for you guys to do exactly what you just said, but to be a comfort mm-hmm. and a safe place through the music, through music for our entire community. If anything, they needed you more than ever then and you you were on a mission and you were able to accomplish it through your art. That's beautiful. Absolutely. One of the things we talk about a lot in our organization is that, and I feel like you guys have a very similar view, is that really the music and the artistry is just the vehicle to create community and to create mm-hmm. relationships mm-hmm. and connections. And I think when we look at music that way and we look at arts that way, it becomes so much more important to us like than a just safe, a singular experience, yes, right? Yes, it's a safe haven. It becomes almost sacred. It's like an arm wrapped around you, like, we'll get through this. Mm-hmm. For this moment, we'll all go to this place where there are no words and there doesn't have to be right now, mm-hmm. but we're together. I love that. Tell us uh, other ways that, that listeners can get involved besides us. If they say, okay, I, I'm not ready to pick up that instrument or I just don't want to play an instrument. What, what other ways can they, can they connect with you? Oh my gosh. Just uh, come to our performances. Oh my goodness. It's so important. Um, Come and visit our website so you can learn more about the concert on June 17th. Give us that June website. For, you sure. For it's, it's www.cfsof.com. Easy way to remember it is Central Florida Sounds of Freedom, cfsof.com. Perfect. To learn more, um, you know, our concert is June 17th, the Orlando Repertory Theater. It's a Sunday at 3 p.m. Um, you know, and, and also it's, gosh, it's expensive to run these organizations. <laughs> it really is. And it so, doesn't just happen for free. I know. No, no. <laughs> so certainly the, the admission, um, into the performances help considerably, but I'm um, donating instruments. A number of our members are coming off of not playing for, for 20 years. And, um, so if you have instruments that are laying around, um, we'd love to have you come play them, but if you're not going to play them, um, you know, consider, um, donating those, um, it, Will they am, be able to get a receipt as a tax write-off? Oh, yes, yes absolutely. Well, my absolutely. goodness, if it's sitting in your closet, get a tax write-off. <laughs> yeah, totally. So, so uh, www.cfsof.com, Central yes. Florida Sounds of Freedom Band and Color Guard. Yeah. And you also have sponsorships, right? So you have all these fun levels, orange and grapefruit and tangerine mm-hmm. and lemon and lime. Yes. And that they all have different perks. We began we began a program of, of sponsorships. So depending on the, the different level that, that you're at, you're a different fruit. <laughs> and, I love it. But uh, all with vitamin C, it sounds like. Right. <laughs> so some of them include admission to uh, a season of concerts, um, uh, certainly recognition in our programs, etc. But um, we have information about that on our website as well. Great. Beautiful. So you can donate. You can um, donate participate. Uh, money and you can participate. You come see a show. You can also volunteer, right? Uh, yes. Passing out programs and, yeah, and being selling an usher, tickets. Selling tickets. Um, uh, Band-Aids um, are very important, particularly on marching days, right, to, to help hand out water as we're, we're going down the road. Um, so, Do you need uh, people who can sew for hems or anything like that? 
We will. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> as we consider new uniforms, and um, um, we actually need to to do some sewing on our banner. So, so absolutely. On our last show, we had people asking for people that could come out and help them sew mm-hmm. uh, for what they were doing at Orlando Shakes. So if you're still out there listening and you want a next project, please come and give a hand here. Yeah, yeah that's great. And on the website. Um, we should talk about this a lot, though. But Amazon Smile, you can, you know, a lot of people use Amazon now to make their everyday mm-hmm. purchases, and you can sign up to have Central Florida Sounds of Freedom Band and Color Guard be a recipient of a certain percentage of those sales. So it's it's zero point five percent, but that adds, adds up, up if you're oh, yes. adding, a, you know, a lot of your things. So um, you can check that out at um, smile.amazon.com as well, mm-hmm. and. Click on their organization and help give some money that way. Good thinking. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Well, guys, it has been an absolute pleasure talking to you. Uh, to give us the website one last time as we go. It's www.cfsof.com. And the next concert is June 17th, 17th. Yeah. at 3 p.m. at the Orlando Repertory Theater. Postcards from home. What Love a beautiful it. concert. Keep up the great work, you guys. Thank you both so much for being here. It was a pleasure meeting you. Thank I'll you. See Thank you, again. you. And follow us on social media. Yes. SOF on Facebook, uh, Instagram, and Twitter. Cool. Wow. Social media is the place yes. to be. And Mary, you got to find a flute. I do. You could maybe be a guest artist one day. Okay, let's maybe just cri- find you the know flute someone. First. You know someone. You know, <laughs> you know just Chris. Find, that flute. <laughs> <laughs> find the flute. I give my instruments away, but I trust when I need it, it'll come back. <laughs> That's true. What we had you gave one away on the show one day. <laughs> was it trumpet or a saxophone? Um, a trombone. A trombone. Mm-hmm. See, you're so giving and gracious. <laughs> Central Florida Sounds of Freedom Band and Color Guard, a wonderful organization doing such great work in the arts and inclusion here in Central Florida. Check them out. Mary, it's always a pleasure. Always a pleasure. Join See you us, next week. Join us back next week. Same time, same place. From the heart. Magic 107.7 FM.